Hello, this is the Hot Jollof Podcast. I apologize for the delay in bringing about a new episode since the last one we had. And I understand a lot of things have happened in the music industry over that time. It's owing to some complications on my end that I had to take time off to handle and come back with better energy and perspective on what we usually discuss on which is the Nigerian music industry and how well it has grown over a time in review. Now, starting with this episode, I'd say I want to, which is, this is the ninth month, Abby. So, why not start with um, nine projects of 2021 that people would or should have or could give their time up to listening to and rewarding artistic honesty and hard work with attention and streaming service money if you understand what i mean so i'd be recommending nine projects from 2021 that i think you should have listened to or should listen to that's what we have for this episode. So starting off at number nine, I would say Thames's If Orange Was a Place. It was released last week, September 14th, and I have given it a listen over that period, so I'd recommend it. Delving into the subject of this EP, there's what everybody thinks Whiskey did with Made in Lagos and the after effects of what his influence was on Afrobeat or is still on Afrobeat. And one of those things that that album did, Made in Lagos, is that in a way he has brought alternative Afrobeat artists to mainstream music consciousness. I mean, someone like Thames, who has had quite a limited platform to maximize star power is now seemingly limitless when it comes to Afrobeat and how she can display her artistic license and um, liberty. I think she perceives that too because If Orange Was a Place is a very bold move for an Afrobeat artist. It sounds nothing like I have ever listened to from her, from anybody else. I mean, we're legitly witnessing Ishadi from our generation and it's beautiful to see there are about five songs on her EP If Orange Was a Place and each of them is equally as impactful as the rest it only has one feature which is from Brent Fires and I don't think people understand this is quite unusual when I say Thames is limitless right now in the Afrobeat music industry she just got off a Drake feature and she dropped an EP of that quality. It's like being comfortable walking around naked. It's a feel-good f- moment. But if everybody claps for you honestly when you are bringing your everything, being bare as you are talent-wise, I mean, you have no limits because you cannot go wrong. You are basically in your comfort zone. And with people like Thames, I'm I'm very happy to see Afrobeat is gone. Afrobeat is wild right now. 
Afrobeat is limitless because are you serious? Hearing the EP with crazy things starting up, that is the only upbeat song from the EP. And it's such a vibe that you can play anywhere at any time. A very chill EP you can play in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, when you're making babies, when you're making coffee, when you're making a pancake, whatever you're doing. It's just so good. I mean, we have songs like Found, which features Brent Fires, and the rest of it that mellows out from replay, avoid things, vibe out, that makes you want to clap for the singer. I mean, her voice is strong, and... The way she narrates the fact that she's in a very complicated place where a lot of weird energy from detractors and ex-lovers is expected but still surprising is very relatable for a lot of people, creatives included. And it definitely makes one of my best projects of 2021. So I recommend Thames's If Orange Was a Place for a Listen and I do hope you listen to it. Number eight project for me this year would be Ruga's Pandemic EP. A ton of songs get churned out on a daily. For the fact that an EP released in March should still be this relevant to my opinion is a testament of how well it was done. Because standing out in the midst of all this competition is something that goes beyond talent. There has to be artistry, and even that doesn't guarantee anything. So when an artist breaks out like Ruga did with Pandemic EP, it's a lot of hard work on the background to get them to appeal to listeners. Pink hair and eye patch would not work for many people, but it did for Ruga, and I am happy because it got us an EP that is moving Afrobeats in a very different direction from what we usually would have. Now, there's something I like about an artist like Ruga. It's the fact that he may not be the best vocalist. I mean, the guy is auto-tune and he uses it well though, but he uses auto-tune. But you can see how much they can create relatable content with their songs. Relatable content is very much subjective. Everybody would have things they relate to and things they don't relate to. But if an artist releases a project that has a song for every listener, I mean, there's an audience for Bounce, Abu Dhabi, and even is a Mona Lisa off that track. Even Ruga, self-titled song. There's an audience for each of that. If an artist can do that on first try, it just blows my mind because except you have created art, you don't know what appeals to people. You would assume you do, but you don't know what appeals to people. And I, I must congratulate him for how he how well he did on that EP and it's one of the EPs I always go back to from this year and listen to to get myself grooved up to. It takes a lot of artistry to get those songs up. So kudos to him and his team and everybody who worked on it. If you have not listened to Ruga's Pandemic EP, this is your sign to go and give it a listen right now. Hmm? Number seven song, number seven project for me from this year 
would be Leah's Alari EP. It was released last month on the 20th of August, I remember, because some other EPs from this podcast were released around the same time. Now, Leah's voice is powerful. It was the first thing, the first impression I got from listening to her EP, and of course, she definitely knows how to use it. When I heard the video signed the female artist, DMW First Lady, I won't lie, I was just eyeing the business one kind, like, ah, uh, maybe or maybe not, she would rely on Afro beats or Afro pop tax to boost social acceptance. You know, that's what many artists do these days. Just get a song up, put it on Instagram or do a TikTok challenge and expect social acceptance. It doesn't always get you the respect that you deserve. Sometimes you just have to stick with the basics, know how to sing, know how to get a good record going. Instead, you just release an EP and fall off, and nobody will remember you. But what Leah did with this Alari EP is not something I would forget in a hurry because it is so different from everything I've heard this year. And she's actually quality. I would give. I would give it to her. She's actually very quality. If you have not heard the song from her, you should. There are songs on the EP like Years Ago and Olodumare that have burned into my mental hard drive from first listen. I mean, the EP is that impressive. It takes on a very folk, Yoruba folk style of singing to Afro pop. And I think it's funny how refreshing it is to keep hearing what Afrobeat used to sound like pre-2008 in this decade it was a fresh take on it it's so basic that's what i'm going to keep repeating the ep got me thinking it's so basic and so simple to make an alphabet record that i don't understand the overall complication of music uh, i get people can listen to different stuff but you have to do it well don't just go and do something different and do it poorly do what is simple do it well it's, it, it can't just that simplicity can burn like butter on in hot pan and get people to simmer to your song and warm up to you. It's so satisfying, Leah's Alari EP that is, because it gets you listening. First things first, it gets you listening, and so much as it is not a vibe as say Thames's "If Orange Was a Place," it is. Mm, it is a very groovy tune but it is not groovy it just balances out with mellow and groovy somewhere in the middle it's something you'd enjoy it's something every Afrobeat listener would enjoy so I recommend Leah's Alari EP to get your groove on the next project for me on this list will be Tronic and Oxlade Eclipse like I said a lot of EP were, were released on EPs were released on this date, twentieth of August, twenty twenty one. So I gave it a listen, and it also made my list of projects you should listen to this year: Tronic and Oxlade Eclipse. Oxlade is a gem of a musician. If that wasn't clear enough at this time, it is by now when you listen to him. He's just one of those artists you just can't say how their singing affects you. You just know you feel good listening to him. 
but for some reason i can't say maybe because i was caught up in my private business i listened to this ep for the first time over the past two weeks and i am not one to believe in first responders review when a project comes out so i stayed away from listening to what people said about the ep and all of that stuff until i give it a listen myself so i don't get a bias from what somebody else has said going into the music i mean how do you have an opinion when the project is like an hour out it's what i was always thinking when i would log online and see post review like five minutes after the project comes out it's crazy but now going back to the song with dj kublon Oxlade sounded so much in his element than he did on his previous project, which is um, Oxygen. The message of this EP, I would dare say, is vulnerability when it comes to love. It's a very relatable thing in love. When you are in love, you are stupid. You do a lot of funny stuff. For instance, Ojuju talks about being afraid to fall in love because you don't know the kind of heartbreak you'd be expecting. Pay Me is also another song that explores the depth of his love for the interest in view. That is, I don't know, maybe a female person or female persons, which is similarly replaceable with um, nothing else in the world. There are about four songs on the EP, and each of those four songs approach the vulnerability that comes with loving somebody in a very relatable way and... It's a very solid project, in my opinion. People would have different opinions on what the project was like for them, but in my opinion, it's a very solid project, and I totally recommend for a listen. Number five projects for me on this list is Johnny Drill's Before We Fall Asleep. It was released around this month, early this month, September 3rd if I am correct, I'm trying to think because all these things, I, I just put them in my head and try to think them over and over and over again. One of the hardest things to achieve as a creative is to earn the respect of other creatives. People who create art are usually very biased in their own form of art, so they kind of have this objective or subjective regard when it comes to art and getting an objective view is very difficult from other creatives. That's why we have critics in the industry. So if you have objectively attained respect in the eyes of your colleagues, especially in the creative industry, I would assume it as the highest form of validation you can get artistically. I'll take a colleague's criticism or respect over a critics because this person is also doing what i'm doing so he understands the hard work the talent the time the dedication that goes into creating art because the critic all they do is just there and criticize i don't criticize albums i don't judge it's all positive energy because you don't know what the person is trying to do with their art it's just your perception of it and that's just me now johnny drill is on that level that he has the respect of every of his colleagues in the industry if not every of them most of them and getting people to listen to his album is one of the simplest things a pr firm could wish for in nigerian music industry the album itself getting to it the album feels as sweet as sin 
it's mad it's mad a very very pleasurely ple- hmm. yes here we go a very pleasurable listen there are different dimensions to pleasure i think johnny drill understands that and every song on the 14 track album peels off in fine layers akin to that kind of pleasure no song on the album sounds like the previous or the next and the closest thing to a banger on that album is the song over featuring don jazzy i'm not going to spoil it's probably spoiled so because it's been on social media for a time so the chances are you must have heard of it so it's it's that's 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 the only thing i can think comes close to a banger if that shows you the quality of album wise strength that this album has every song is as strong as the others on the theme of love profession that is saying what you feel for a love interest and all of that very complete there is no trying to fill in fillers you know putting songs where they don't belong just to make the album complete everything is impressive there's no struggle for bangers it's just simple music listen to music enjoy music and even for somebody of john dream's caliber i was still surprised when i listened to the album because what is this melody soup it's just very sweet in the ears and you know it's something that would last for a while if you fuck with that kind of sound and I recommend you remove wax from your ears and get quality headphones before you go about listening to the song because trust me, you're going to be blown away. And there is a style plus feature. I'm not going to mention the track, so you go find it for yourself. There's a Ladipo feature, there's an Ira Star, and um, some other artists that you'd find out when you start listening to the song. And that's that of on what I would see on John Dill's, um Before We Fall Asleep. I recommend it also for a listen. Number four track for me on this list will be Saz and Loji Love and Attention, which was released in June 4th. I'm trying to recall, pardon me. June 4th. Loji doesn't grow on you. Loji hits you. That is what I can say from the first time I heard Tonongo. And there's always something special about an artist with that kind of cadence, or I'd rather say artistic confidence. That you don't have to torture yourself with trying to get to know them artistically. They make themselves known. It's If you don't know me before, this is me. That's what they are saying with their music. I didn't know Lojay before that EP, but by God, I know him now. And that's the effect of his song that is good. Or a project that is good. With Saz, I think he has arrived at a place artistically where his works are now creative statements. He did that with um, World, the other Saz is not your mate um, EP, and I may be wrong. This is his third, or maybe fourth. I don't know if another one comes before this Love and Attention EP. But in that five years, it's insane the kind of quality that his EPs have been. I imagine what a combination of these two creatives can be and the only thing I have in mind is a love and attention EP, which is great. The truth is this, I can't describe the projects 
how good it feels to me because it's beyond everything I can describe. The boundary between street hop and middle class alternative music in Afrobeat is very well demarcated. But this project blows the fuck out of it. It just woof, marks it out. And I mean, you just have to listen to this album, this EP, if you haven't. You can play songs from that project at an Ikoyiku Kids Party as well as you can at a mainland block party. You can play these songs in Katsina. You can play these songs in Yanagua. It's crazy the quality of every song on this project that even with somebody like Whiskey on it, you don't have to wait for Whiskey to sing to actually enjoy it. If I were to rate the project, I'd give it a 9 over 10 because it's a must-listen. True to form with no spoilers, I would not make comments on any individual songs and I'll leave you to look for it for yourself and uh, enjoy the songs. There's a piano there, but you must have heard of it by now because it's a very good song. Number 3 for me on this list is Tiwa Savage, Water and Gary, which was released again 20th of August 2021. I, I, I keep remembering that bit because I actually marked it out in my head for a lot of reasons. Trust me, you haven't heard Tua Savage sound as wicked as she does on Walk Father, which is the opening track of the EP. And you have, if you have, you surely would have heard her sound as tender on somebody's son. Why is that? Maybe because Nas is on Walk Father and Brandy is on somebody's son. You can't you can't not form a hard guy when you're with Nas. It automatically rubs off on you. You're talking about somebody with one of the illest albums of all time and the greatest uh, hip-hop album of all time. And you have Brandy, 90s, 80s, 90s sweetheart. You just have to find balance in the project. And she did that perfectly with features from Amari and Teiwa, beautiful album one thing i like about this project is that it's an invitation to tiwa being artistically liberated you can tell that she wanted to make the project there was so much heart in it and it didn't simply yield to what she thinks people want to listen to like most artists of a caliber would do what would sell in the market what is what is popping what is trending she didn't move in that direction she wanted to make a project she wanted to make a statement and she did there is not a bad step in this project from production to theme of the project, performance, songwriting, features. There's Nas, Rich King, Amare, Brandy, and Tewa. Everything just feels right and in place. And Tewa would always have my respect for this project because it's not easy to take that risk at that stage of your career. It's crazy. And chances are it would not have paid off, but it did in our case. And I'm very happy it did. I totally enjoyed the project and with somebody's son, I am sure a lot of TikTok girls would agree that they enjoyed the project too. I can picture this song in the background with girls lip-syncing and um, singing and dancing to the lyrics. I love it here. It feels like home. More of the same from Tiwa Savage, I pray. So I totally recommend Water Gary by Tiwa Savage for a listen. Number two song for me on this list would be Brimo's 9 
Eshan. Did I pronounce that correctly? I don't know. There's an army sign on the letters, the alphabets that make up the word Eshan. It was released on the 9th of September, ninth day of the ninth month of this year. And the first time I listened to the project was on the day it was released. It's a two-part project, the other being Nine, Hamatan and Winter. My reaction to Brimo's song since his album Yellow is a bias to him singing in Yoruba. He always sounds so magnificent when he sings in Yoruba. I mean, there's a conviction in lyrics and delivery that I don't feel is as intense in his English songs. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's a popular thing that nobody talks about, but that is how I think it is. I mean, you know you are a standard when your competition is you. And Bram is his only competition when it comes to music. But I can only go with Nine Eshon in this case because for me, Nine Eshon explores the Yoruba language like no other artists can in 2021. Eshon, which he says means revenge because there was a debate on what it actually means from a lot of words in Yoruba. He says it means revenge. Is a symphony of sounds that I can't shake from my consciousness. I'm floored by how delectable a man singing in his own tongue in that kind of depth is. And it's crazy because I can't keep up with it sometimes as I am not a native speaker of the language. But this doesn't take away from Nine Eshon, which in itself is a complete musical journey. You find yourself floating in Brimo's consciousness or the same wavelength that he wants you to part-time or has his vibrations demand. You just know excellence in music when you hear it, even if you cannot speak the language. This is with other reasons why I think Nine Nation is a top nine on my best project so far in 2021 and the songs on there are superb. I was making this podcast when my very good brother, Awai Toma, showed me that he was listening to a song on the EP. It was like serendipity. It just happened. I don't know. So perhaps it's a good um, feeling to know that people also relate to the album as much as I do. And I'm thankful for it. Now, number one on my recommend list. Bear in mind that I, I, I did not make this list with a mind of going greater than or lesser than. So all songs, all projects on this list is actually songs, projects you can listen to without bias of one being greater than the other. But my number one for this list is Blackbone's Sex Over Love. There is not a more complete project released in Nigerian music than Blackbone's Sex Over Love in 2021. I'll concede that before I even talk about the album because everything was so strategic, so organic and so well done. From rollout to publishing, post-publishing, getting people to listen to the album. Ah, man, I don't know, man. Black Bones, kudos, kudos, whatever you did. According to him, he said um, he, he feels like he has made it with time to spare, and I agree. He has made it with time to spare. The album is that much quality. To the work proper, the appeal for me is coherence. 
and attention to detail. In a generation of artists where focus is a problem, I don't know why, creating an album of 14 songs and sticking to the premise or theme of your discussion just elevates your album to a masterpiece level. Personally, Sex Over Love for me is a masterpiece. There was never a leak from that album, save for one song, where he was professing his love for the same thing that he's talking about. That strays from the topic or the artistic persona that Black Bones was trying to portray. Then there's the production. The beat selection is flawless. The production process is impeccable. Lyrics, features, topic. Everything was just a killer. This guy was ready for this album. And if you haven't given it a listen, you should. There are bangers on the album as well. There are no fillers. You, you probably have heard of Harbour, um, BBC, Bling. Everything just rhymes. Everything hits. Everyone did their homework. From the featured artist to Black Bones himself, the album art creator, the A&R persons. See, if Black Bones matches or tops this album with his next release, in my head he's already established. That's just the truth. It's that much quality. The album just hits, man. It just hits. I don't know how to describe it without giving up too much information. And it's not simple when making an album. But it's also hard to keep focus. So if you can keep focus and make an album of Black Bones quality, then maybe we'd have you on the next episode. I mean, he struck Diamond. I won't lie. So it's a must-listen project for me. And with that, I'd say it's a rap. Sex Over Love, Black Bones. I know you probably would have enjoyed this podcast as much as I did making it for you. So, if you can, subscribe to whatever channel you're listening from. Leave a comment and hope to see you guys next time on the next episode. Bye.